Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Soul Matters Podcast, session number 15. I am Dr. Gary, along with Cindy Sansone Braff. What's up, Cindy? Well, we're very excited to be back since we have a lot of our listeners asking where we've been. And of course, we're both very, very busy. And we promised to get back to them soon. And here we are. So I'm very excited because I'm happy to hear people miss us when we're not on the air. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty awesome. I mean, the, the summer went fast, but then September goes even faster. Um, you know, being a teacher, it's like you, it, it's like a blink of an eye and it's here we are in October on Saturday already. It's unbelievable. Right. And that's why this show is going to be great because it's kind of for the spooky month of October, you know, where everyone, the veil between the two worlds starts getting thin and people start wondering about the afterlife um, and things like that. So I think this is perfect timing for an October show. See that? Great transition. I could have <laughs> planned that even better. Um, so, and, and you know, interestingly enough, you know, we, we reference your book, uh, you know, quite often when we do these, uh, these podcast sessions, Confessions of a Reluctant Long Island Psychic, uh, a memoir and a psychic seminar. And part of your, your book focuses on a lot on this, and that's um, part of Chapter 5, uh, mostly of Chapter 5. So, in order to like get started, I almost want to go to the end. And at the end of chapter five, one of the first one of the first things you say towards the the end of the the chapter is, if you want to keep the dead alive, talk about them. And, and that's exactly what this session is all about. It's how and why spirit communicates, uh, getting and interpreting those signs from the other side. Um, so you know we we start this this chapter off and this session off with. Exactly that. How and why sp spirits communicate, and I and I know that even when I first met you years and years and years ago, we talked a lot about how it's always important to wait. You know, a lot of people who are are grieving or going through a, a sudden loss or just a loss in general, they they look for that communication in an effort to you know soothe whatever angst they may be feeling. And one of the things that you have suggested is that you should wait three months before going to a medium. Right, exactly. Because some people haven't crossed over right away. If it's a sudden death, they may not have known they've died. And they wander around like a poltergeist for a while. They, And it's kind of a scary experience to be a poltergeist. Um, the best way I can describe it is if you've ever taken a nap during the day and all of a sudden you can't wake up from the, you, you're trying to wake up, you're really trying to wake up and you can't wake up. And when you finally wake up, you go, oh, my God, I'm awake. It's you had a memory of being a poltergeist with that experience because that's how it feels. It feels like you're in a dream that you're not waking up from. And now, when you say poltergeist, if you could explain that a little bit uh, deeper, because I know when, when I hear poltergeist, I think of you know, that little ghost. girl on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, the little girl on the TV, that movie, you know, right. poltergeist. Right. Um, so, you know, when, when we think of that, we think of something a little different. So what when you say poltergeist, what do you oh, mean? Because a poltergeist could be like a more noisy ghost or something, but it could be a, what we call a ghost. Um, and some people can see that energy because they're traveling on their astral body. And not everyone has the power to see it. But for those who do, it's kind of scary. Some of my clients have the ability to see it. And often they're describing what they're seeing now. They wake up from being asleep. And at the end of their bed is some young guy with a hoodie on that looks like kind of unsavory character staring at them. And they realize it's not a real person. And I'll say, well, a lot of those are young people that have died of overdoses and they don't know they're dead. 
They're wandering around for someone who could see them. Some of them are just nice kids looking for someone. Other of them have been drug dealers, not particularly nice people. And they they figure out after a while that they're dead. They don't want to go to the other side because they know, you know, drug dealing is not a good profession. And, you know, you may not land on a very good side, you know, on the other side. You may have to karmically pay for that. And so they don't want to cross over. And what they do is have fun scaring people who could see them, you know, and they don't, they don't leave easily. And I've had at least five clients tell me the experience of this. Okay. And I tell them, you have to tell, you know, the guy they have to leave. If they don't leave, you can ask your spirit guides to get them out of there because- And these were specifically drug dealers? They, the drug dealers, the ones that haunt people and scare people are, and one of the, my clients lives in what they call the hood. Okay. And that place is overridden with drug dealers that, that have died and things like that. So, and another one lives in a town where, you know, there's a number of drug dealers. So these, you know, characters can be very scary. Sometimes if it's someone who's died suddenly, they're not trying to scare us at all. They may not know they're dead, or they may just be looking for someone to confirm, am I dead? What's going on? So you can always tell when it's a soul reluctant to cross over like that, because they try to scare the people. They're trying to make them frightened. And, you know, I'll tell them, don't get frightened. They can't hurt you. They can't harm you. If you get scared, they're going to hang around because they love it. One of my clients is, you know, she's older. She's in her 80s. And it happens to her quite frequently. And she gets scared. And I go, that's what they want. They're like bullies. They were bullies when they were alive. And they're trying to bully someone from the other side. So all you can do is tell them you're not scared and leave. And, you know, and again, I reassure them, they can't do anything to you. Do you know what I mean? They're right. But that's a kind of experience where it would be someone caught between the two worlds. Now, other people are very nice caught between the two worlds. They just don't know. They think they're dreaming. Because remember, there's other a- people walking around on their astral bodies, their astral energy body. Could be an American Indian that's not crossed over. Could be from the Civil War. Could be from World War II. So it kind of looks dreamlike because it's all out of sync and out of time. And so it might take a while to figure out that it's a dream. They'll usually figure it out at their funeral. Somehow they arrive there and they kind of realize, oh my God, I'm dead. This is my funeral. And that wakes them up out of it. They're often just trying to see somebody that can hear them. You know, when I do a psychic party every once in a while, there is a, a spirit that hasn't crossed over yet. And I'll ask them, did someone you know die? And I'll explain what they look like, what they're like, you know, within a few weeks. And they'll tell me, yes, I just went to a funeral. And I'll say, well, that person hasn't crossed over and we need to let them know they have to cross over. They've been searching for an answer. So that's a different kind of sign than you would get from someone who's gone to the other side, done some life review. That's that's a little different. They're coming down for an earthly visitation and during their earthly visitations, they give signs. So I think that the the general I have a generational experience that um, my great grandmother, uh, when she passed, visited my grandmother, and uh, or her I should say my my great great grandmother uh, visited my grandmother and um, my grandmother's mother. So her great my great grandmother um, was told by my my grandmother that you know she, oh you know. Grandma came to visit, and her mother said, well, if she wants you to go with you, you make sure you tell her no, and you have to come get me. <laughs> so then when my mother was around the same age, she had a visitation from my great-grandmother. 
which was my grandmother's mother, who did the same thing, was rocking her at the edge of her bed. And then she told my grandmother, and my grandmother said, well, if she tells you that she wants you to go with her, please tell, come and get me and tell her no. So it happened, uh, you know, in, in two separate instances, two generations. Um, so I would consider that to be more of like a generational, like a, like a sorry, like a visit. That is would a visitation. Say? That's right. Now they're not really supposed to do that. Okay. Because it scares people. We're only supposed mm. to see the dead when we're dying. But sometimes if they were people on earth who wanted a sign when they went to earth, who wanted to have some concrete proof that they that spirit exists, they may just want to do it. They just want to show that they're still here. If they have, if they've just died, they may not have crossed over yet, and they don't know the rules. And that's a little different. It often is a grandmother that comes, or you know, grandparents, and that's okay. It's not great, but it's okay. They didn't know the rules. When people have crossed over and do that they're probably not going to be allowed to have an earthly visitation for a while, if, depending on how scared the person was or wasn't. Right. Okay. So it's like, you know, it's following those rules. Like you had said, like, you know, waiting those three months, you know, you're giving that, uh, that soul, the recently departed some time to learn, like you have mentioned in the book, like at least the basics of how to communicate. Right. So like you need to know the rules first. And, and, and what's if, acceptable and what's not. Okay. And, you know, if they don't follow the rules or they don't take the course, it's like they get a course up there in, you know, you're allowed earthly visitations and you're going to have to come to this class or seminar or whatever it is and learn these basic rules so you don't scare people. So you keep the veil between the two worlds intact. Though it has to be a little shadow of a doubt. And for the most part, they do, you know, observe those rules. Sometimes they don't. And maybe it's worth it to them. You know, they call out your name and you hear it, which they're not really supposed to do. And if it didn't scare you too much, they won't be too punished for it. But there are certain rules that that are, look, it would be sheer chaos if they were floating cups in the room right now, visiting you and you're seeing them, calling out your name. It, it, we wouldn't be able to function on an earth plane. If this was going no, on, many of us would be institutional, right? Exactly, and and also we only, we're only supposed to see the dead when we're dying. So if a soul manifests to you, you're going to think they're coming for you. That's why your grandmothers both said, if she says you're coming with me, you're not coming. But because there is that seeing the dead before we die, so that is part of the reason why you're not supposed to do it. We will see them as clear as a bell at that moment, and we know that instinctively because. We've died and reincarnated enough times to know what happens at the end of our life. So the rules are pretty strictly enforced. You know, interestingly enough, and this is this is kind of like touching on, um, you know, it's like crossing it, it's like crossing wires between science and the spiritual world. But you know, when you see. Um, you know, elderly patients that have um, late set um, dementia or, or Alzheimer's, they tend to see people that have crossed, right. or at least they're manifesting these thoughts of those that have crossed. So I wonder if that is something that is really happening. Right, really happening? Is it a, is it a visitation? Are they that close to passing, uh, or is it just some type of uh, phenomenon that we obviously can't figure out because the brain is so complicated? Well, part of it is when you have dementia or Alzheimer's, the good news is it's not as bad as it looks. You're 90% in spirit up there. A lot of times people are scared about crossing over, so they're getting some life review. They're seeing what it's like. 
And they often do are able to communicate and see those on the other side. And they're so close to death that it's it's not at that point they're allowed to do it if that's what spirit thinks will help them transition, you know, comforts them. So, you know, it, it's different for that because again, you just said we don't know if they're having a hallucination or it's something going on in their brain. So it leaves a shadow of a doubt whether right. they're seeing Without them or not seeing them. So that doesn't violate the rule. It has to be a shadow of a doubt to the living who are cognizant. Okay. And maybe 50 years from now, 100 years from now, maybe those rules will change as people mm -hmm. accept this more and as souls evolve more. Perhaps it will be okay to manifest. But right now, at this stage of consciousness, it's not acceptable because people get too scared and, you know, just too frightened. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. You know, and, and I think that one of the things that we, you know, we often kind of look for is when, when we're trying to, you know, tap into spirit or, or speak with psychic mediums, we're, we're looking for, you know, whether it's answers or if they're okay, or we're trying to get messages. But I think that a big part of this too is, and I think people tend to forget this, especially when it's uh, somebody that has passed that's new or the emotions are still very high. They haven't uh, processed their own emotions yet. But really what the dead want us to know, because there's messages that they want to give us, not necessarily ones that we're asking for, but I think that messages that they want to communicate with us. All right, exactly. And so when you know you're going to be looking for these signs, um, some are basic communication 101. And they're not the most advanced ways of communicating. You know, once you get more advanced at afterlife communication, you will get more what we call ghosting the mind or, or telepathy. They're putting thoughts in your head. They're literally communicating. Those are the thoughts that we know are not our own. Maybe they're just telling us, relax, it'll all work out. Or, you know, they're giving us a message. That's the higher order. And that's what most people get. And they say they don't get any signs. And I'll point out to them. Well, they told me that, you know, two weeks ago, you know, you just got this message, you need to go to the doctor. And you went and there was a reason you had to go and they go, Oh, yeah, that happened. I go, well, that wasn't your thought that told you to go to the doctor. Okay, mm. that was your mom from the other side knew that you needed to go to the doctor. So how are we going to distinguish our thoughts? from spirit, the more you get attuned to the fact that a lot of your thoughts are not your own. The worry thoughts are all ours. You know, own those. The what if this happens? What if that happens? All your negative thoughts, all your I'm in a bad mood thoughts, those are yours. Own them. Right. Okay. But a clear thought, you know, how to fix something, um, call someone, you know, you're sick, you need to go to the doctor. These are coming from spirit. So, you know, people just don't recognize because that's the higher order communication. So they're more looking for the simple 101 communication, like smelling them. Okay. I smelt their cigarette. I smelt their cologne. That's the first thing they learn how to do on the other side. All they have to do is with their energy body, touch the part of Gary's brain where the memory of that scent lies. And all of a sudden Gary thinks he's smelling, you know, his dad's cologne. Right. The clone is not in the room. It's not, it's in your memory banks. So that, so people think that's a great thing. It, it, they're just letting you know they're down on earth, by the way. Sure. They can't do well, that in spirit. They have to be here in the room with you. 
Well, I have to share a, a quick story that happened the other day that was uh, kind of in, even insane for me, and I don't really find many things insane. <laughs> um, but I, I, I have, for some odd reason, I have praying mantises all over my property. <laughs> I'm assuming it's either t- there's two of them. Any. And I don't have right. any. Okay. Yeah, I, it's either two or one or two of them. I, I think it's it's at least two. And, you know, the other day I was outside and it literally crawled up on my outdoor furniture, like by my arm and was like with those huge eyes staring at me. <laughs> and they're like, they're pretty like weird looking. So, you know, uh, my daughter got scared and whatever. So we, I, I was able to usher it away and I show up the next day uh, coming home from work and it's on my front door and like, like same spot. And at that point, I was like, okay, so this is clearly, you know, a message. This is, you know, I felt that it was my father, and I was like, okay, this is, you know, um, something that I, I kind of welcomed and I enjoyed. So my daughter comes home, and she won't come in the house because the thing's on the door, and she's freaking out. So she, I said, you know, it's it's probably a sign from, from my dad, from grandpa, and she's never met my dad. So um, she said, you know, well, that's really cool, but can you please just tell him that that scares me and to send something else? <laughs> so I said, I said, okay. I said, well, why don't you say it out loud and, and tell him? So she says it out loud and the next day it's gone. Wow. So, and, and I said, I said, that was interesting that that happened. I said, see, you know, you said it out loud, you manifested it and, and, and he, he pulled it away. So she said, you know, why can't he send something more peaceful? Like a butterfly. I said, well, right. <laughs> so I said, well, I mean, praying mantis don't really do much of anything except, you know, kind of stare at you. She goes, well, what about like if he sent a bee? And I'm like, a bee? I'm like, a bees aren't, aren't calm. Right. So she said, well, what about, uh, I was like, maybe a dead bee would be calm. <laughs> so she said, yeah, that's true. So she said, all right, well, maybe he'll send me a dead bee. So I was like, all right, well, let's walk outside. So I walk outside and sure enough, right by my slider is a dead bee. Oh my god. So I was like, okay. I said, that's that's oh that's weird. Okay. So so she was like, oh my God, that that really happened. She's like, that's so cool. She's like, I'm gonna try it again. So now I'm like, you know, trying to say to her, like, listen, like this is this is not really a car, rare. not a guessing game. It is it after right. a while it'll stop. Right. So I was like, you know, just don't think that this is gonna happen again. So she said, you know, maybe he can send me, you know, grandpa, send me a ladybug. <laughs> so I said, okay, I was like, that's pretty peaceful. So she goes, but you know what? I don't want it to crawl. So send me a dead ladybug. So I, I said, a dead ladybug? I said, all right. So I was like, listen, it's not going to happen. You know, so just, you know, I, I don't want you to think that this is going to, you know, you, you think of something and it happens. So sure enough, I see like a paper on the floor. So I went to go pick it up. Like, you know, you just normally pick something up that you don't, you know, don't want on the floor. So then I thought I saw the, another piece of that same paper. And sure enough, I is my dad is my witness. There was a dead ladybug on the floor you in my house. You see, now your dad knew, he knew that was probably in the basement or somewhere in the corner. So he had to float it around and bring it around. Or did he put these thoughts in your daughter's head, higher order community? Did he say, look for a dead bee? Because he knows there's a dead bee out there. He knows there's a mm. dead ladybug there. He may have put those thoughts in her head to let her get the sign. So we don't know which it is, okay? We don't. But it's it's such a cute story, and it, it really is. It's something that, like you know, it really made her connect with him because she's never obviously met him. She sees pictures. He looks like me, you know, but she doesn't know him. Right. So it, it gave her the opportunity to connect, and it was it was really, um, although you know, like you you see a coin, you think it's your you know your dad, or you, you know you see a butterfly, you think it's your brother. Like all these things that are signs, but. When you're when it happens as your eight year old is asking for it was just 
one of the most incredible things I think I've experienced to this date. Well, remember, we were talking about this was going to be our show for a few weeks. So you think your dad didn't give you some material for the show too? Oh, the topic topic came to my mind as soon as that happened. I'm like, this is the topic. Right. Because that's, what are the odds? Right. What are the odds? And that's what he would want to do. Help us creatively. What do we, what's a good topic? What do we need to do? And I had an experience. I have, in all my years on this planet, I have never seen a hummingbird. And I was sitting on my porch. And the next day I knew I had to read a delightful woman who um, sadly lost her, her little girl. And... I'm sitting out there and here this hummingbird, which if anyone's never seen them, they look like Tinkerbell. They look like a little fairy. And they look, I I thought I died and fell into a Disney movie, okay? And I didn't have my phone with me, so I couldn't film it. And the next day when her, her mother came, you know, I said, you know, your daughter gave me a little sign of a hummingbird and she showed me her tattoo which was a little fairy that looked just like the hummingbird. And I said, okay. And then another time when her father came here, I've lived here all these years and I have never seen this. When he, she used to, you know, draw a lot. And when he left, I had to call him back because in my doorway was a rainbow, but the colors weren't in the right order. Kind of like the way a child would draw them. You know, you don't know what color comes on top. So you make blue, green, red, whatever you want. But it was a rainbow. And he he was stunned. Now, that was months and months and months. But I've never seen it again. I've looked at the same time. So obviously, she would have had to make me have that exact time for her father. We ran over with the reading. And and, uh, five minutes later, it wasn't there. Okay, so... The angle of the sun hitting something, I don't know what it hit, but it had to be all these scientific things come into play to do that. So it's amazing how and how a child will do these pretty signs or these clearly from her signs. And we have to just be awake and aware. Now, I could have ignored it, but I thought I've never seen that. And I've never seen it since. And I'm going to to, you know, next year on the day that her dad came, I'm going to look at that exact time to see if it's there, you know, like, will it appear again at that exact time? But it would have to be so many elements of the universe to come into play to do that. Right. So um, these are things we need to be a little more awake and aware because nature is full of signs. Okay. And I think, you know, you, you've said it a million times and, and I'm, I'm right there with you with this, with being skeptical, right? you know, and you know, there's things that, you know, we, you know, they're, they're phenomena and we, and we really, you know, we, we like to believe that these things are, you know, are happening, but it's still, you're still very skeptical oh, sure. about it. So if, you know, not that, not that we're at the end of the session now, but if we take away one thing from today, at least there's, there's hope. Right. Like there's hope that there's 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 a higher power that there's something someone that is watching over us that is able to guide us or at least give us signs that we're we're protected in some way shape or form. And that they hear us. You know, um I remember years ago um when I had in meditation found out that my spirit guy's name guide's name was Allie and I was having a moment in time that wasn't very pretty. And I was kind of cursing out God in the universe and I'm on the LIE and I was clear to say, do not punish anyone for my outburst. Okay. I, 
And all of a sudden, a car jumped in front of me with the license plate that said Allie, A-L-I, knows, K-N-O-W-S. They knew that I was going to have that moment in time. Wow. So license plates are a really important, you know, the number, the name. It could all of a sudden you see a license plate with your dad's name on it. And remember, their name can be important, okay? Like all of a sudden, you know, you see some somebody carve something, you know, on the side of, of the road that's your father's name, first name, or you know, look for the things that are pop-up words. Um, license plates, bumper stickers, you know, and, you know, they have to work really hard to get these. They have to make sure that that car is right in front of you with that bumper sticker, or, you know, you're there at that right moment. They have to stall you somehow, get that person to speed up. There's a thousand little incidences of how these things happen. So if we don't notice them after a while, they stop because it's a lot of work. Okay. Uh, it's got to be a ton of energy. It's a it ton of be. energy, a lot of work. And if you're not noticing in them, then they're going to stop. So again, in nature, like today, I was walking with my friend and it's daylight and crawling around was a raccoon. And I first thought is this could be rabid because they shouldn't mm -hmm. be out in the daytime. And then I saw it. No, it looked perfectly happy. And it's sort of, you try to like look at us and kind of, you know, far away from us, kind of see what we were doing. And then it hid somewhere. And, you know, I said, let me Google that, that what that spirit totem might be for the day. So when you're walking and you see an animal, you got to Google it. And there were many meanings. And the one that resonated with me was that be adventurous, step outside of your comfort zone, take a little chance. It could be a little risky. Uh, maybe people will misinterpret what you're doing. Um, maybe it'll look like you're sick or rabid, but do something you feel like doing that's maybe going to be not totally what the world would expect from you. So I thought that was an interesting message. Now, you know, all day long when you're walking, why do you see in one day, you know, a black squirrel around here? There's, we don't really have black squirrels on Long Island very much, mm. but when I see one, I'll say, well, that's an unusual sign for today. Or if you see a you know bunny rabbit or whatever you're seeing, Google the meaning, and there are many meanings. So meditate on which one is what is this universe trying to tell you that day? Okay, and so nature is filled with with all kinds of messages. Dogs act very weird when spirits down on Earth. If they're looking weird at something in the corner, growling, you know, just acting peculiar. Someone might be visiting at that moment. So pay attention to what a cat is doing or a dog. And, you know, these are things that you could say, well, you know, I don't know if that means it. Maybe sometimes the dog is just acting weird. But sometimes it can be a sign. And if you have an inner knowing, like you had this inner knowing that your dad was giving signs to your daughter or training her and giving you a fun. It was fun. It was funny. It was fun. But right. you knew it was coming from your dad. You just instinctively knew who was doing this. Okay. For sure. So those are the ways pay a little more attention. Songs, why a particular song plays, you know, whether they knew the message in it or the meaning of it or not when they were on earth doesn't matter because they found the song to say what you need to hear. Um, if you 
were just thinking about your dad and then you turn on the radio and a song played that he really loved, that has to be more than a coincidence because a lot of the songs are old now. They're not new songs. They wouldn't be playing. So songs are a really important way. Music, it's the language of the soul. So right. pay attention to these things. Don't You can say it's a coincidence. Yes, you could. But sometimes it's just too fluky that it has to mm-hmm. be more than just you know, a chance encounter. And, you know, so I think we're all going to get better at this. Um, again, I'm the first one to say not everything's a sign. Okay. Sometimes a right. cigar is a cigar. Sometimes a right. bird is just a bird. Okay. So, I mean, we have to stop. You don't want to see everything as a sign. Okay. Right. Like people that get into numbers, like 11, 11, 4, 4, 4, they start thinking, every, they just start thinking every number is a sign. Not every number is a sign, but some numbers, Happen to look it up and it's 11-11, that's a pretty good sign your angels are watching over you. If it's a date, like a, a birth date of someone who's passed, you know, these things can be very significant numbers. So, but again, you don't want to be a kind of person where you think everything's a sign. It's an inner knowing that it's correct. And we do miss millions of them, by the way. We're missing them all the time. You know, oh, I, I, I bet, you know, and, and I think that, um, you know, part of like, we obviously, you know, we know that they're, they're, they're sending signs and we know sometimes like the signs come in all forms and uh, shapes and sizes. Um, but sometimes when the, you know, and you had mentioned also in, in your book, you know, the reasons why spirit come is sometimes to just to say goodbye or to answer questions that we may have maybe surrounding their, their death or the feelings around their death. You know, sometimes, you know, not everybody, you know, passes in their sleep at 95 years old, you know, right. some are tragic, some are suicides, some are like you had mentioned before, drug overdoses. Uh, you know, there's so many different ways that, uh, you know, individuals cross over. So I think that they're, you know, to touch on that too, you know, why are they coming to us? And they're coming, You sometimes they're just coming to comfort us, to make us smile, like to, to have an interaction that gave your daughter a little glimpse into the spirit world that was fun, educational, and let her know that she's very loved by her grandfather and that he respects what she asks him. Remember, spirit does not want to scare us. So he didn't really know perhaps that the praying mantis would scare her. Once right. he became aware of it, he wanted to give her something else. But often it's to comfort us. Um, you know, sometimes it's just to let us know that we have to be careful for something or we have to fix something or, you know, something's going to break. Something's breaking, you know, downstairs. Something's going to leak. Go take a look at it. You know, they want to help us not have disaster. So sometimes they're just forewarning us of things. And the more in tune you are, and by ask, your daughter asked for confirmation. Your daughter asked. Sometimes you need to ask. If you want to know why did this happen, they'll give it to us. You know, we've always been taught God works in mysterious ways. Love is a mystery. Life's a mystery. No, it's not. Anything I've ever wanted to know the truth of or answer to has been given to me. Okay. Mm. So I think they're just letting us know. Ask us. If you have a question, you need help, we're here. We have resources. We can get someone to help you at any moment. And like you said, oftentimes they want to know, let us know how they died and they were okay about it. 
And, you know, I think I might have spoken in the podcast before about when my dad died and they didn't tell me that he had died and I was very upset about it. I got many messages surrounding that, including the Mike and Mechanic song, I wasn't there that morning when my father passed away. So I got that sign from him. The other dig of the line, because it played twice in one day, was every generation blames the one before. Him telling Mm. me, don't blame me for everything. Okay, But I was really wondering, did he die alone? What happened? And one of my clients happened to be working there that day. And when I sent out my constant contact about how, you know, no one let me know he died and how upset I was about the experience, she contacted me because I had helped her with her fiance who had died. And she told me she was there that day on the floor. She didn't recognize the last name Sansone. She's sorry. She didn't know it was my dad. But she did know that the aide went in, was checking on my dad, asked how he was. He said he's been better and um, said she looked beautiful and he died. So he wasn't alone. So I got a message in a way that who would have thought that someone would have been on the floor that I knew. So that's how they will give us the answers, the hows and the whys somehow or other. Okay. I have an experience with one of my really good friends and I helped her win a lawsuit and I don't want to really discuss it because it's pretty controversial lawsuit and they didn't have to believe her or me. There was no concrete proof. I was the only one who helped her through this circumstance. I was the only one who knew it's my word and her word. No. And, and the woman who was doing the interviewing with me, I thought was an angel on earth and she believed me. And, you know, my friend won that lawsuit and I was doing a psychic party last night. And I thought I knew the soul of this woman. She was so beautiful. As it turned out, she was the woman that I had talked to. Now, wow. I knew my friend's mother who had passed away. And the person who did this thing to my friend was not, no one came forth until a month after her mother died. And I knew her mother wanted me to thank this woman. And I thanked her. I said, I just thought about that two days ago. I said, I can't believe that they believed us, that you know, they didn't have to. They right. didn't have to. They could have said, now nah, there's not enough concrete proof, blah, blah, blah. She didn't go to a psychiatrist. She didn't do this. She didn't do that. She didn't do this. But that wasn't the case. And I knew that that was spirit making sure something that was so horrible was made right. But her mom wanted me to thank that woman for her experience. So, wow. and, you know, these are things that spirit will put us in connection, put us in alignment with someone that we don't even, it's astronomical that we've met that person. You know, what would be the chance of it? So what you think are chance encounters are arranged, are made, and the same with meeting a soulmate. It's a divine conspiracy of heaven and earth to bring two people together. Yeah, that makes total sense. It's actually funny when you mentioned the Mike and Mechanic song, I was literally looking at the title of the song when you said it. In the living years. Well, now, can you see how you got a message probably from my dad at the same moment that I'm delivering this story? Mm-hmm. So you could say well, that's a coincidence. Sometimes it's too, it's so fluky. It's the ones that you go, sometimes like with your daughter, that's just too, it wasn't just one thing. It was three, three concrete res, you know, responses to her. So right. if you miss the first one, there's the second and then there's the third. So, oh, agreed. So these are things, I mean, sometimes it's just you feel their presence. 
you just know they're there. You just feel, people will say when they're going into surgery or something, they just felt their mother's holding their hand or, you know, sometimes we just know that they are there, okay? That it's always this inner knowing. I mean, they'll make us stumble upon things, old photographs, you know, old, you know, things that, you know, we, we, we didn't even know we had this. How did, how did, how did I not know I had this anymore? And and you stumble across it at a moment when you needed comforting. So objects can often give a sign or a message. Okay. Mm. So look for objects or, you know, sometimes you're going for a walk and yes, we talked about finding pennies or dimes that let us know. Penny is of course the symbol from the song, pennies from heaven. The, the message in that song is it will all turn out okay. Okay, so sometimes maybe you're having a rough day and you find a penny and it's just letting you know, they're telling you it'll all work out. You know, a dime is just letting you know they're around, C- call them, speak to them. You know, we're, we're a phone call away. So they do many things, including electronics. They flicker lights. That means they're down on earth. Sometimes they... People are telling me a lot of times in their car now, car, their radio stations are just changing by themselves to a song that they know someone liked. Had, now, they're not touching those buttons. How's that happening? Do you know, mm. so someone would have to be down earth. Look for electronics. Look for, you know, people will tell me an email will pop up from someone who passed out of the blue. And the message is pertinent to today, you know, even though they may have written that email five years ago. Why did it pop up today? out of the blue. You know, these are things that you have to look at. Now, we also have a million contacts. I have contacts. I don't erase them when they die. And sometimes they'll just pop up out of the blue. And I'll be Mm. like, oh, I guess she or he are saying hello to us. So look for the electronic things that are going on. You know, you can just say, oh, the lights just flickered. I remember once telling a kid who was uh, dealing drugs and doing a reading for him. I said, you know, your grandfather's had it with you. You're going to, I don't know your last name. I don't know anything, but you're going to be busted pretty soon because your grandfather's not having you kaching up this kind of negative karma. And you know, my lights went out in my apartment. Wow. 10 seconds later came back on. It scared him out of his mind. Okay. Like, wow. what would be the chance? Like, ten, right at that moment when I say that, that that happened. So, you know, you could say, well, it was just a coincidence. Some, you know, somehow the light at that exact moment. Right. Do you know I mean? Yeah. There's, 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 all, there's, you know, they're very far and few between are, are the circumstances like that where they're just f- like fluky. Like, it's just not possible. Like, it's the, there has to be some like higher explanation for that. I agree with that 100%. And again, people who, People who don't believe, they could have gotten that same thing you did with your daughter and they're just not going to believe it. Okay. They're just not going to believe it. You know, so. I mean, I speak to people all the time that say, oh, I, you know, I never get a sign. I never get a sign. You know, I, even with one of my relatives who uh, recently lost um, a parent, you know, was saying similar things like, I just wish I would get a sign, wish I would get a sign. And then. As I had been talking to him 15 minutes before that, he basically listed 10 things that were that happened that were signs, <laughs> and he's just he's just not recognizing them. And you know, I tried to make him aware of it, and this was quite a while ago. But um, you know, it 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 helped I think refocus that you know there's right not everything is a sign, but there's some that are so blaring and blatant that you really can't ignore them. 
Right. And, and remember, they want to reassure us of things. They just want to let us know they're around. They want us to know they're okay. You know, these are things that, you know, you could, you know, say, well, why do they care? Because they know we care and we miss them. And sometimes if we're really having a bad day where we miss them, they'll try to give us a very clear sign that's an unmistakable sign that only they could probably have given to us. And no, okay. And, you know, just look for a butterfly at an odd time, you know, that comes around. When my friend friend Jane died and I was very upset because we didn't have mutual friends, so I didn't know she had died. But I kept having this feeling that she was gone. And one day she made me Google her name and I saw that she had passed. And when my birthday came, she always, you know, she would always wish me a happy birthday or whatever. And I was a little sad that day. And I was walking by the bay here and out of the blue, it's in April, comes this mylar balloon that looked like it'd been through the, a train wreck. And it was barely flo- floating because it had no hardly any air. And it said, happy birthday. So she had to pick that from God knows where on Fire Island, chase it over, hang it there for that moment that I'm going to be there and show me happy birthday. Now that floats, that flies. It's You're permitted to float and fly things that float or fly. Do not float cups. Do not float things that don't. They can also help us find things. They can't float it in front of us, but maybe all of a sudden you find something that you haven't been able to find for the longest time. And it's in a place that you have looked a hundred times. So how is it there at that moment? You know, look for feathers in an odd spot, you know, that just appear. All of a sudden there's a feather on your front step. You know, I remember when we had Hurricane Sandy and, you know, they made us move our car and I didn't really want to move it. And where I moved it, a tree had fallen and it didn't hit my car only one branch and underneath the branch was a huge white feather like spirit just said we made sure it didn't fall on your car okay wow a tree fell between my house my house was close to that person the tree fell right in between the two houses without damaging either one of them now spirit had to help with that a little bit you know logically it would have hit one of the houses so Look at the, like, we have a hurricane going on in Florida right now. Spirit will try to protect as much as they can home property. Of course, we have to be careful and cautious. We have to do our, you know, if you're out there, you didn't evacuate and you didn't, you know, seal up anything. Well, sorry, spirit can't help. But if we've done what we're supposed to do, they're pretty good at helping us, you know, not get hurt or make it the least bad that it could be. And without a doubt, sending sending uh, love to Florida, you know, love and and you know, praying for our friends, you know, in Florida because it's it seems like it's it's if it hasn't hit already, um, it's 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 moving at a pretty rapid rate. So let's hope that uh, the damage is minimal and 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 it blows off to uh, blows off the sea. Hopefully, right. And so, just if you want to get more signs and messages, just tell the universe you want signs and messages. Okay. Yeah, simple, simple, simple enough. Just say, I want, you know, if you don't think they're clear enough, ask for a little more clarity, but don't push it because if you start being, well, that's not clear enough, that's not a good enough, you're just going to turn off spirit because they get pretty fed up too. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not really their job to prove everything. Okay. 
And if they've done enough things and you're not believing, they're going to stop because it's like, this is ridiculous. You know, I've given 10 clear signs and you're not at least saying, well, maybe that could have been the sign, you know? And, right. and, and, I, and again, look for the thought forms more than anything that are not your own. Right. And I, and I, one of the things that we started with was that, you know, if you want to keep the dead alive to, to talk about them. And, you know, one of the final things that's said in this chapter is that when you are talking about them and you're sharing memories, like you, you need to share the good, the bad, and sometimes the ugly of them, uh, because, you know, that obviously uh, provides um, you know, a little bit of, of openness and speaking openly about them. Uh, but also it's, it doesn't, um, make a saint out of somebody who is not. And I, and I think that that's, that's important too. And, and I think that that only, not only comforts us, uh, like you mentioned, but it also comforts them. And I think that. And that's a the- hard thing to do about a reading sometimes because people yeah. might think their great grandfather was great and he's coming through and he's in a bad realm. Like people I made a saint out of this guy. Do you know what I mean? Like they really believe this was a good guy. And later on, when they go back and ask family members, first of all, they're stunned because they thought, you know, this was this was the family secret that was kept quiet. And then they'll say what a son of a bitch the person was. Do you know what I mean? But right. the person's looking at me like I'm nuts. No, my great grandfather was a great guy, blah, blah, blah. And I'll mm. go, well, th- he doesn't seem like a great guy to me. And so not telling the truth about the dead is also a distortion. You know, don't, don't exaggerate it. Um, you know, they're not here to defend themselves. So, you know, be kind and fair, but do not make it saints out of the dead. Right. And uh, even uh, if you do, they'll come through with a, maybe a scary sign to let, you know, right. don't, don't do that. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, uh, well, it makes sense. Don't do it. You know, like, don't make a saint out of me, please. Okay. And, you know, those are things you know, keep, if you want to open this vortex, the veil's very thin in October and it's going to be very thin on Halloween. It's thinner than it ever was in general. So if you're not getting any signs, I really think you're one of these people that just doesn't want to believe. Do you know what I mean? You right. just, you're just so closed up about it that, you know, and again, you could give concrete signs and these people saying, I don't get any. And, and then I'll tell them 10 they got, and they go, oh, yeah, I got, like, what did you think that was? Right. Yep. 100%. I just, like I said, that was the exact situation I was in with a family member. You know, and I, and I think, you know, to kind of sum everything up, too, like, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, how and why sp- spirit communicates and also understanding and getting those signs and interpreting them, you know, I think the the three basic things that, you know, you mentioned is, you know, spirit h- is here to comfort, reassure, and help us. And I think with those, you know, those three bullet points, I think is really what we have to, you know, lead with and make sure that if we're looking for those signs that understand that that's what they're trying to do. It's, it's, it's not something that is, um, disingenuine. They really are trying to help. Uh, and I, and I think that that's something that people could take away from this as well. Right. And thank you for doing this topic because I think it's something, you know, we try to touch in a lot of our other podcasts as well. Some of these experiences, but you know, just talking about it and anyone who listens to this podcast, I guarantee they will get some very clear signs in the next few days. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> That'll be like, wow. They may right. even get them while they're listening. You know, if they're driving, they may see a butterfly. They may see this or a license plate, you right. know, just pay attention to the road. Pay Don't attention. take your eyes off the yeah, road. <laughs> yeah, no, pay attention. And, um, 
you know, and, and listen to the songs that may be coming on the radio. Right. No, hundred percent. And, and as always, Cindy, thank you so much for your time, your knowledge, uh, and your guidance. And, you know, I look forward to our next episode. So thank you to our listeners and, you know, for everyone that was emailing and, and getting a hold of you, you know, saying, where's our next podcast? Well, here it is. And we hope you enjoyed it and we hope you have a great rest of the week and we hope you have a great month of October. It's amazing. now